Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, pick Guardiana. Jared Brandon with Brandon Wone Pickups. Hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs Podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are listening to our little show, the Guitar right. Knobs Podcast, where we weekly bring you all the goodies from the boutique world and, you know, just generally the guitar world, uh, um, you know, at large. Tonight, we have a special guest who uh, fits right into there. Special guest, who are you? I am Dan from Audio Disruption Devices. Hallelujah, it's Dan from Audio Disruption <laughs> Devices, uh, also known as ADD. Hey, I'm that. It, Jared definitely <laughs> has ADD. I actually, I, really I think most of us probably do that are in this, uh, <laughs> that have a, a love of gear. Uh, I was diagnosed with it as a child. Oh my, that's weird. Um, speaking of child, we're probably going to hear a few because Dan's got a, a nice bustling household of kitties and not kitties like cats, but the kitties like kiddos. He's got a, a nice, lovely family back there. And, um, you know, we're all on COVID lockdown. So that's that's part of the show. And we're going to be a OK with that. Um, yep. Now, uh, Tony. For those who might be listening for the first time, or if those who yeah. have been longtime listeners just need a general reminder, what do we do on the show? We like to talk about gear, specifically boutique gear, and that's things like guitars and amps and pedals and accessories and pickups and uh, all the good stuff. Correct. Right. Correct. Jared, what else do we do? Oh, we also like to do the one on ones and uh from for the most part we know what we're talking about when we're doing that. And if we don't, we have somebody on to keep us straight and to teach everybody about who knows, speakers, pickups, uh guitar setups, all that awesome stuff. Amplifiers, Amplifiers everything, all kinds of stuff. Hey, you know we got a we got another one coming up with our good friend Rob from Mad Cow Amplification. Chef A? Yes, sir. Chef A. Very excited about that. So um, wait. Yeah, what? I said, I can't wait, man. I yeah. love Rob. I like that. Uh, so anyways, we are going to have a great time with Dan. And or we're going to find out all about his uh, pedals. He makes yep. some super cool pedals. In the meantime, Dan, where can people go to see some of these things that you're making? Yeah, I don't really have a legitimate website yet. It's just kind of starting to transition maybe a little bit more than a hobby that it is now. So right now the best place is just Instagram. Right. On. ADD pedals. Excellent. Yes. Like You've got it. some good stuff up there on the old Instagrams. And if you, and if uh, you're more of a Facebook cat, you can go over there too. Uh, so let's uh, do a couple of announcements real quick. We need to thank. Right on. Rode Mics for providing the Rodecaster Pro and the Procaster Mic, without which we would just be, you know, it's like if a, if a podcaster pods in a forest, do the people hear him? No, <laughs> I don't they know. don't because they don't have the Rodecaster Pro. That's correct. They make Ooh. incredibly fine instrumentation and uh, we are grateful to them for supporting our show and uh, not just for podcast i think they do live stuff oh too. yeah i mean their studio their studio gear their live gear their video gear their camera 
you know, anything that you need to capture voice, this is the, this is the first place to start looking. So road mics, check them out. Uh, we also are, like, we are approaching 200 episodes. We're very what? close. Holy moly. That is correct. That that's, is correct. That's a cake full of candles, baby. It is. You know what that tells me? That there's going to be a bunch of giveaways. You better believe it, Buster. We're, <laughs> we're going to try to do uh, one for each day of the week at bare minimum. There might even be a little bit more in there. I'm just saying. And our patrons are going to uh, reap many of the benefits. I think we're going to try to get uh, one outside there as well. But, you know, um, they really help to support our show and uh, we want a reward. So big, humongous thanks to all the listeners, to all the supporters and and getting us to our 200th show. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and we're approaching five years yeah. coming in uh, this April, so super excellent. Uh, also, I wanted to just share this uh, quick. We get a we got a question in from one of our patrons. Speaking of our patrons, mm-hmm. and this is from Jonathan Schwartz. He said, "I had a few guitar question, guitar wiring questions about pot values, treble bleeds, and tone caps. Uh, mostly, how to choose the best for capturing the character of your guitar. So it sounds like." He's, you know, what are things to consider when it comes to that general area to help your tone? And uh, speaking of tone, Tony, you Mm. are an old pro at this crazy Mm. stuff. And Jared, you make pickups which go into these things. So, guys, can you shed a little light on the subject? Yeah, I I think so. Um, So... I mean, basically, the old rule of thumb was for single-coil pickups, things like strats or tellies, you would use 250K pots and a .022 capacitor for the tone circuit. Mm-hmm. And that is basically the lower the value, um, generally speaking, the darker or the more high-end that is, is left off, uh, which works fine with single-coil pickups because they tend to be bright anyhow. Mm. For humbuckers, the rule of thumb is 500k pots, and used to be 0.047 for the tone cap, um, but l- lately I've been using 022s in everything, and I like it. And what does that what get you? Um, it's it. I think it 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 lowers the point where the um, where the tone circuitry kicks in. Uh, which is fine for me because even some humbuckers, especially the bridge humbucker, can be pretty bright as it you know the closer it is to the to the actual bridge piece. Mm-hmm. So for me that works. But you know the old rule of thumb was 500ks and 0.047s, mm-hmm. and then some people even do like a treble bleed, which on the on the volume pots, which basically allows a portion of the high end of the circuitry to bypass the volume control. Uh, so, in other words, as you turn your volume control down, um, it still retains some of the brightness. Otherwise, clarity, it, it, clarity, brightness, and clarity. I see. I'm here for something. I knew it. Yeah. See, and a lot of those characteristics that Tony's talking about get you in the general area yeah. of what you want to be. But if you really want to fine tune and look for that, you know, dig deep and find that perfect sound. Yeah. It may take it may take a few tries, but you can you know research all the specs on pickups and and read about that online somewhere, or get a hold of me or whoever's out there that's doing pickups and say, 
you know, I, I have this pickup in it and describe the pickup and then, but I want it to be a little more of this and that and the other. And then that pickup uh, guy will say, oh yeah, well, we'll do this, this and that and this, and then give it a shot. Um, yeah, it, that's, that's more of the fine tune type of thing that might be down the road after you've, after you're in the right ballpark. And, and you, if depending on your guitar too, because there's a lot of times you'll have a single coil guitar, um, that is too dark. So yep. the, the solution generally is to put instead of a 250 K pot, you would put a 500 K pot in and that generally brightens it up. Or if you were like Fender in the late sixties, you put one meg pots in <laughs> so that you'd have ear piercing brightness. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, I don't, if you don't know what T-top humbucker pickups are, they're they're just the general humbuckers that came in Gibsons from about 1966 to about 79. And a lot of and they they have a bad name to them because most of that era you, you would find 300k pots in those guitars and those humbuckers sound the best with 500k pots. Right. Yep. And and just for I know that there's some people who are like what are you talking about? What is what is a K and what is a pot? Tony, can you just elaborate on that just a touch? Sure. Or it's Jared, the, either one. It's it's the it's the value of the resistance of the pot. So in other words, a, a potentiometer or a pot right. as we call it is a variable resistor. Right. So And that's what the actual knob's connected to. That is what the knob is connected to. So there's a thing that swipes uh, sweeps across and it goes from full open, which is the value of the pot, to full closed, which uh, grounds the that that pot or, or may, puts the signal to ground. So it goes from in, in case of a 500k pot, full open is the value is 500k of re resistance, and closed is zero. Amazing, you're a scientist. There we go. <laughs> I have my lab yeah. coat on. Well, and you know what? Uh, dare I say this is a really I think it's a good, easy way, uh, or at least not mega difficult, to have some fun with your guitar, to begin to understand what these values and what these caps and everything, the capacitors, caps, um, can do. And, um, you know, I, I've done that on a few of mine, and it was a lot of fun, and I learned a lot. And there still have loads to learn about it, but... You know, you could, you could just make an entire experiment out of that and record each time that you're like, this is what it sounds like. This is what it sounds like. This is what it sounds like. And they go, hmm, which one do I like? Mm -hmm. Could be fun. Yeah. And you can even make a, if you want to do like a little outboard box and, you know, so you didn't permanently wire something in, you could, you know, run a signal out from your guitar bypassing any of the current circuitry, just, you know, b basically direct output, plug that into a box and then that box, you can change the values of the caps or the values of the of the pots or you know anything else you want to experiment. Yeah, with. you can put that right into a breadboard. Yep. You could you could you could breadboard it. I think that would be a great Tony. You should do that. Okay, well, let's do. do I, I want to do, do one right too. Can, let's let's do one. We'll, okay. we'll each do one. <laughs> um, Jared doesn't want to have anything to do with that because he deals with I that all have. day long. <laughs> He just wants he just wants the bread. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I think that's a fine idea and it's it's a really good way to to find the best way that guitar is gonna sound. Yeah. yeah totally. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks so much uh, for sending that in. Jonathan Schwartz, uh, one of our patrons on patreon.com. You can head over to 
patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and find out all about this. You'll hear more at the end too. Okay, let's uh, hear from our friends around the table what has been going on in our music world this week. Tony's going to kick us off, and then we're going to hear from our pal Dan Minner of ADD Devices. Ah, okay. Uh, So this past week, I learned that you never take no for an answer. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you have to. But um, I, I was interested in, uh, in something from a musician's friend. And um, the coupon uh, was a Black Friday code. And the item that I wanted, it, was, it said it would not, uh, it didn't work online. So, I, you know, I, I used either, I think I was on the app at the time. But it said, but don't worry, call this number. So, just like that. And... Uh, so I called and I explained the situation and the, the gentleman there says, okay, well, let me see what I can do. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, a minute or two later, he said, okay, I got it to work. So if you ever have a, a coupon code or anything like that, that is, it, it doesn't work online and they make mention of a, a little uh, uh, a number to call, chances are there's a workaround that they're not allowed to do to the general public, but yeah. they also don't, don't want to lose a sale. Well, especially if you're dealing with like somebody like Sweetwater or something, they've got fantastic customer service over there. Yeah. And I mean, and for now, I guess Guitar Center and Musician's Friend are still in the game, even though they filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Yeah. That's not the first time. So. <laughs> yeah, it won't be the last. <laughs> yeah. You know, my, my niece is working at Sweetwater. Oh, oh that's cool. Very cool. Yeah. That's out there in Indiana, isn't it, Dan? It is. It is. Yeah, I've had a couple of friends that have worked there, and they loved working there. Yeah, is that is that far from your homestead? Yeah, it's a lot more north than where I'm at. Yeah, it's Sweetwater's a, like Fort Wayne area. Yeah, you, you've been you've been to the complex, though. I trust. <laughs> I'm not. I've never been to Fort Wayne. Oh, what? How? What? Yeah. I mean, is there much to see there besides that? I don't know. Yeah. Is there much to see in? I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop with my. <laughs> state <laughs> comments um, my, parents, my parents went to college near there in Huntington oh well thanks for that I'm sure um, the, the <laughs> listeners are very excited to know that uh, cool so nice work Tony and I saw that guitar and it's really cool it's uh, definitely cool for you yeah um, <laughs> too cool for me yeah uh, <laughs> d- how about Dan what's going on in your music world this week so uh, uh well so the nep- uh, my nephew that lives with us now has decided to take up guitar kind of this week so that was fun we learned how to read tablature and stuff like that so nice. but what's interesting to me is he's been like this this like rapper for like two years now how old is it's he? funny because it kind of sounds like a joke but he's kind of like legitimately kind of good and then in our car, he heard that Beck Loser song. And for whatever reason, it like blew his mind. <laughs> it and blew everybody's kind of, mind when it came out. Yeah. Well, it was <laughs> kind of funny to me that that's what makes you decide to pick up a guitar. Because I'm not even sure if like the guitar in that song is even in tune or anything else. Yeah. But, it probably had one string. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so. Legitimately. Yeah. 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 So we've been like kind of working on that this week. But he's a lefty. And I don't have any lefty guitars. So he's kind of learning backwards. But... Yeah, yeah, that's going to make all, his life he's difficult. He's all into it right now. And then he'll post backwards guitars like Eric Marrow does constantly and makes my head hurt. <laughs> well, actually, you know, I know a lot of lefties that play upside down and 
there are, I mean, there are some real advantages to, to playing upside down. Yeah, but the blood goes right to your head. It's no fun. <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> Did you set me up for that, Tony? <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's it's always neat when someone, you know, gets the little spark and just, mm-hmm. you can see it and he's like, whoa, what's this? I love it. Yeah. Um, Jared, how about yourself, pal? Very, very, very interesting. <laughs> Three varies this time. Wow. Very, Absolutely. Very, very interesting. Yes. Yeah, and only a very small percentage of the guitar players will understand why. So, everybody knows by now that's listened to most podcasts uh, that have me in it, uh, knows that I have a 62 SG Les Paul Ebony Block. Yes, can you explain what an Ebony Block is? Allegedly, your your favorite guitar. Yeah, it is my absolute favorite gu- electric guitar. Um, the eb- it's a block of ebony with um, mother of pearl uh, inlays, and they only did that in 1962. On uh, I don't remember how many guitars. W- where is it located? It is right under the tremolo. So it is a it's a essentially a tailpiece. Vibrola. Yeah, it's a Leary Vibrola tailpiece tremolo. Right. But it does it does not have that that long bottom part that goes all the way down to the bottom of the instru- instrument like the later ones do. Yeah. Uh when they came out, it was just it was just the the spring part, which is the the piece of metal that cur- curves around and the strings hook up to that. Mm-hmm. Um hard to explain without a picture, but uh that's the first version of that with the ebony tailpiece. And I think they, they figured that it was just easier for someone else to make the tailpiece. So they made that, that long bottom part that went to the, like Gibson didn't make that. They had those made, Mm -hmm. Um, but they still do. Yeah. Gibson was probably making the, the, uh, the ebony block. And that was more like a beauty thing. It kind of hid the way it was attached to the guitar. Um, so they they're like, well, this isn't making us money, or this costing us a lot to do this. Uh, so they didn't make very many of those. Anyway, that's not really what I'm here to talk about. <laughs> it has nothing so, to do with this guitar at all. Actually, <laughs> it does. But the bridge um, is an ABR1 tunematic bridge, and those those were on guitars for a very long time for Gibson in the 50s and 60s. Um, and I think the early part of the seventies, maybe, um, oh, it was sure. before they went to the harmonica. Yeah. So, yeah. So 90s. they went to, they go harmonica. Then they went to, uh, a German company that made, uh, Schaller. bridges Scheller. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I bought an ABR one that was modded, that was modded on the bottom and it was modded by Gibson, but that was for the version of the Vibrola before uh, the version that I had. It was the sideways Vibrola. That thing's a uh, big old honking piece of metal, um, a big giant lever, and those were not very great. They didn't stay in tune very well, and they had to mod the ABR1 tunematic bridge so that it would tilt forwards and backwards when the strings went back and forth when you depressed and pressed on the 
on the lever. Um, and is that I because the that. brake angle was so heavy? Um, I don't know. I think they were just trying to have it. They stay wanted that. Tuned. I think they wanted it to rock like a like a Bigsby yeah. bridge, so that you know, as yeah, the, gotcha. Right. Instead of it so, being stationary. It was, yeah, and it did too. But, uh, and I bought that bridge for this guitar when I pieced it together years ago. It was about eight years ago. Um, maybe not that many, but seven. And that piece was only about $300. The bridge itself was around 300 It was original. <laughs> yeah. So it's been bothering me because it's never stayed in tune very well. And I took it off and I said, this is the wrong thing. I just need a plain version of this without it modded and mm -hmm. i got on i got on the old ebay and the reverb and i couldn't find one under about 800 900 dollars <laughs> that's how much they go for the version of original bridge that goes there costs that much and because wow. everything else on the guitar is, is original i just I it had to be original. Oh my god! Don't tell me <laughs> you had, bought that. He bought it, so I didn't pay that much. No, but I did find one, and I only needed the the bare bones bridge without the saddles and the screws, because I ah. already had the saddles and the screws. Gotcha. So I only paid around five fifty. Oh dear God! <laughs> but it was still a lot of money. No, I, I could I could have gotten you a Goto one for thirty bucks. I could have gotten a brand new guitar. However, however, it will affect the value when you go to sell that guitar. But mm -hmm. you're not going to sell it. If well, I were to, <laughs> we're looking I might at have it. to since I spent five hundred dollars on a bridge. I got to sell the guitar. <laughs> look for it. Yeah, look up the prices of what they're going for, and you'll. Oh, I know. No, that's now you 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 raise a good point because there are a lot of people who uh, do try to find you know period correct you know hardware and pickups and pick guards and things like that, and it does. I mean, even though it's kind of a Frankenstein you know put together, it does make the guitar more valuable. Um, yeah, maybe not. I functional but more valuable it, it, it and it's totally fun well this was a functional reason why i had to get yeah thing. and yeah. i have no, the I other one it. i could sell you know and get three four hundred dollars true true but, true that might take a while you know a true true nine to eleven thousand for these things in, in the condition mine is wow mm -hmm. and i i don't have anywhere near that invested in mine that's fantastic but that I'll was give you the, a, give you a hundred dollars for it cash money I'll see you tomorrow. Alrighty. <laughs> uh, wow, that's that's way more zeros than I yep. have invested in anything. Um, hey, how about you, Todd? What's going on in well, your music thanks, world Tony. this we, week? I got to spend a lot of time with the Albi from Big Ear Pedals. I did a little uh, one minute wonder. On that, and if you don't know what One Minute Wonder is, go over to uh, Instagram. You can check out. It's a little, it's a thing that uh, we just started, and it's one minute with a pedal. That, that's it. Uh, so, anyways, the Albi is a really fantastic little pedal, and um, you know we're we're big fans of Big Ear, Grant and Karen over there, and we've had Grant on the show, and we're gonna we're gonna have them on again. This time we're gonna have both of them. 
Oh, nice. Last time it didn't work out, but this time it will. And I'm excited for that to come. That'll, that'll be somewhere probably early in 21, maybe mid-21. We'll see what's going on. But uh, the Albi, if you don't know, first of all, go over to our Instagram channel and check it out because it's a really fun little one minute. Um, But it's a really unique pedal because it, while it gives you tons of options, it doesn't give you tons of options. And that's, you know, but Dan, as a pedal builder, you probably struggle with this a little bit. You get the sort of option paralysis. If you, if you say, well, and it could, and it could, and it could, and it could, well, pretty soon it's like, holy moly, this pedal's super expensive and it caught, it took me a year to build or, you know, or whatever it is. So, um, he, he, I kind of like limits. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you work with what you got. And so this is an interesting take on it. And it's got, uh, eight little LEDs, which is the coolest thing. And it, uh, you've got a selector knob where you have eight individual tone stacks. Now, those tone stacks, they call it an ambient modulation machine because each one of those tone stacks is a prescribed combination of, um, of, of delay, reverb, tremolo, and, and a couple other things in there. I think one of them has some heavier compression on it. And it is, it's just super fun to walk to to just kind of click through and go oh wow i can make this sound with it it's one of those it's one of those pedals that that you when you start playing you start playing the music that fits that that tone stack which is a really interesting way to play guitar rather than going i can make it anything you know it's it's not a totally blank canvas with an entire you know full array of of paint it's no here's here's eight colors and and here's some lines and you got to paint within those lines. It's kind of, it's really fun. And it's the, the stacks that they provide are beautiful. I mean, each one of them sounds absolutely fantastic. So well done big ear. And that was to commemorate, uh, their, um, their pet, um, Albert, uh, the cat that is no longer it's in cat heaven. And so they did it to commemorate it. Very cool. Nice. So go over there and check it out and get yourself one. Ding. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. I love pedals. I love my pedal board. I love interchanging them and switching them around and everything. And one of the things that kind of drives me nuts, if I'm right in the middle of a of a sound I want to capture, is if I switch from one pedal to another and it's like, oh, one's got top jacks and one's got a side jack. And I'm like, crumb. Now I got to rearrange or find a new cable to fit that particular one and i think i have a solution for you todd i was hoping you would tony have you ever seen tour gear designs i'm familiar i've cables i've heard them on on a podcast for a little while now they're very thin yes. they're very reliable mm-hmm. they're very functional extremely and most of all they're very affordable that's what I hear. I hear they start around five and a half dollars. That's absolutely correct. Which is crazy. These are these are soldered cables. These are enclosed capped cables. These are not going to be destroyed. You can. Um, I've I've tried chewing on them. I cannot chew through these cables. That, yeah. Well, it's weird. You have baby teeth, so I don't know. <laughs> if that that's kind of weird. Tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discounts forward slash the guitar knobs, and you are in business. Dan Minner. Yeah. We want to hear your four on the floor, and so does everybody else, because they're, li- they're they're done with me talking. Give us your four <laughs> on the floor, pal. Awesome. Good. So uh, 
I think my first would be uh, the um, Digitech PDS 2020. And really, I could have done PDS series pedals for all four. I love those things. Really? Yeah. Those are like a treasure for if you like weird things. Uh-huh. It's like they get weird to begin with. And then inside, there's trim pots that just make things even weirder. So, but the 2020 is special. Why? So, it's just kind of like this, like a uh, delay sampler, and you can kind of like freeze what's in kind of the delay loop. Ooh. Um, but then you can, you can kind of then morph that with the time pots and everything, and it it already gets long. Like it does like two seconds, like a two second delay to begin with, and you could even twist some knobs and get like these ridiculous distorted like six second delays and all kinds of crazy stuff with that thing. Wow. Mm. Uh, are these uh, fairly expensive, fairly cheap? Are, are they the, like the kind of unknown ones where you're like, what, is that cheap? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean th- these are like in, from like the 80s. But they're, I mean, they're, they're easy to come by on like eBay and Reverb. But uh-huh. I feel like they've just kind of recently kind of started like gaining popularity. Right. So, I mean, if you can get some from like 80 bucks to like 200 bucks, they're not super expensive. Right. That's, yeah, that's they half have, they as much as, a, like, as a, a Jared's thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like their only problem is they have kind of just like crappy foot switches, but they're easily swapped out with nice ones. And yeah, they're super cool. Right on. I like it. You're starting off with some fun here. What's next? Uh, I would say the Death by Audio Reverberation Machine. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like reverb to begin with. And it's just loud and gritty and gnarly and cool that one is pretty out i mean look there's nothing that they don't do that isn't out of control yeah and this yeah. is you're like oh a reverberation machine and you plug in and you're like oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> they are a key reason why i build pedals yeah so and that one's especially cool you can kind of like mod that with like a um extra switch to like kind of feed it back into itself and make it swell and do all kinds of neat things as well wow so uh, we, yeah. you know, we had them on a while back and feel free to go check that out. Everybody. It's a good interview. And you know, I, I think when, when he's going like, yeah, we need a new reverb. What would it sound like if you were in the, if you were in the hull of an abandoned ship and someone on the other end had a wrecking ball? <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty sure that's how it went. Cool. What's next? Uh, I'll go with another death by audio one. And that old school bid box um, harmonic transformer. You familiar Ooh. with that? It's like a one knob pedal with two switches. I'm not familiar with that yeah. one. Yeah. They have like a, a one they, I think like just recently, like re-released a couple years ago. That's like a more pedal board friendly version. Uh-huh. But they like the, the original one is probably like the size of like an actual brick. <laughs> like it's about, it's about that big. It's about that tall and everything. Uh-huh. It's just this big, massive thing. And like a lot of my early stuff too, were just these giant, massive things. Like I love this big, beefy, like feels like military yeah, type thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, I mean, this is kind of going back with what you said about the Albi. Like it has like set limits and you learn to work with those limits and you flip a switch and it, drastically changes everything and then it makes you adapt to that new sound and it's cool i like stuff like that where like you're a little bit surprised when you flip a switch yeah yeah flip them switches yo do it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that was weird sorry 
not not even cool, not even remotely cool. That was the most uncool <laughs> thing I've done in ages. Mm, yeah. uh, uh, okay, what's next? Cool. And then for the last one, I did something a little more obscure. I did an um, RMA tetanus booster, which mm. I don't know. I think he has a website, although I think I got mine off Reverb. But it's just like this like super gritty boost. Um, but he like hand makes the enclosures and everything. And I mean, like it, like it, it, it legitimately looks like a good give you tetanus. It's this nasty, rusty shell of an enclosure, uh-huh. but it's just super cool, super filthy boost. Is it, it's, it's not the dirty. No, that's, I, I just saw one and it's called the dirty doper. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think Dude, it's that, got that's so many switches I'm, on it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I forget what I forget what that one is. He's got a couple cool things. He's got like a like a muff style thing, and he's got like a massive ring mod thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I really I really like this tennis boost. At one point, I had two of them on a pedal board. I liked it so much. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, so that actually does look like a rusted hull of a ship, which is kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it looks like yeah, it looks like you shouldn't touch a sharp corner of it. Uh, interesting wow that's a really fun four on the floor uh i don't think any of those have made four on the floor before so that's cool All right <laughs> excellent well done you get a cookie Yay. <laughs> uh so you know speaking of big giant um awesome things we need to give a big shout out to john fennel uh, J-O-N-F-I-N-T-E-L.com. Uh, he is the engineer, recording meister, and guitar tone guru here at Relay Recording. And uh, that's where that's where I'm uh, doing the podcast right now. And Dan is fantastic at recording guitar. He's a guitar player. He loves guitar tone. And uh, he'll do an excellent job for you. And even if it's even if it's some questions like, hey, I'm 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 struggling to find that tone and, and I need to think about recording. How do I go about doing that? Um, he's also been on our show, did a one-on-one for what to consider as you go into the studio as a guitar player. That isn't the exact title, but y- you'll figure it out. Um, so anyways, big giant thanks to John for providing us a little hole in the back room to crawl through and record. <laughs> um, also speaking of big things, Dan, you sent us this flipping amazing pedal man the overloader deluxe oh my gosh (laughs) and it was i actually in the unboxing i said this is a big box that kind of made me happy i was like oh i can't wait to see what's in this because usually you know pedals are kind of all the same size roughly yeah And, and this one was like it was bigger it's not like obscene or absurd um but uh uh it, none of the space was wasted, um, and that's kind of a it's kind of a thing for you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, to, to like to, to be honest, I almost don't like really design like size based on how big a circuit is. Mm-hmm. I really like I, for for me when I first started this, it was all like this kind of like artistic graphic design outlet at the beginning. So normally I make like the graphic design first. And so a lot of my pedals, actually the size of the PCB inside is somewhat ridiculous for how large the enclosure is. That's what I also but mentioned. It just <laughs> has like this like look, you know, and I, I that's what I like. It, yeah. I, I opened it up and I was like, huh. <laughs> that's it? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was really neat. But I what, feel what like you interact with it differently and it feels differently. Like if it's that size and it has like, you know, all these graphical interpretations on what's happening. I don't know. It I does. Kinda, it kind of like forces that. you to do that a little bit. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, it really does. It's, it's, it's like a little station that you get yeah. to, you know, um, uh, Tony, you, you have that pedal right now, yeah. but I, I don't know if, if you felt like it, but this reminded me, um, and, and there's a great picture of it on, uh, on your, on your Facebook, uh, Dan, uh, for audio disruption devices. And I think, uh, probably on your Instagram, uh, yeah. it is the overloader deluxe. It's got four black knobs, uh, and, uh, three colored knobs and a gray knob. And, uh, and it's got, it's all black with white graphics. And what this reminded me of, and Tony and Jared, you might even know some of this here, but mm-hmm. what, you know, back in the day when we were kids, there were lots of things that were made to look like electronic y console kind of things. And it was all fake. Everything was fake. Even the even the video games kind of kind of looked like this. And it was like all this technical drawing stuff all over the place, you know, to make it feel like a space console or something. Oh yeah, totally. And that's what it felt like. I was like, oh yeah, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, it's missile center. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think- this is like totally what I'm going for. Like grimy, like eighties movie spaceship. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I think what's really cool about the pedal is, I mean, I, I played around with it for, I don't know, 20 minutes, half hour. And it just, it, every, I mean, it's so flexible and every move of, of a knob changes the, the, the sound so much that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that you could probably spend a couple of days with and just try to dial in different, uh, different sounds and, and effects. I mean, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, and so that, that was a little bit kind of like um, of a collaboration a little bit because I had uh, – so um, me and uh, Mask Audio have had like a, a friendship for like a few years now. And when, when, we, when like his, like we kind of released this thing together as like our first kind of pedal run of something, and we called it the Dark Grime Deluxe. And it was that same kind of filter section with a little bit more controls and then like one of his fuzz circuits. And we made those, and they were massive, just like this one. And nobody bought them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, like a year later, all of a sudden, everyone's asking for them, and they've become like this hot item, like out of nowhere. And so, for this one, I kind of already had that overloader boost thing done. And so, I contacted him, and I was like, "Hey, I want that. I want that filter section back in this." Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of just cut the controls that made it more tame. So the original one like had like a high low resonance. This one just has the high. I'm kind of like a like when I turn it on, I want to hear a big change. Yeah. So it's just yeah. a little more of a stripped down controls, but still like that same kind of filter section that we used for that originally. So yeah, yeah, I, he's a big part of a big part of this one. Well, uh, we love what he's doing, and he, he was he was also on the show. Everybody, go listen to that one. And this way in the back, basically anybody we're talking about, they've probably been on the show or they will be. Um, so you're the, the thing that, that, uh, this did really well. Well, it did many things really well. As Tony said, I, I found this to be an incredibly versatile pedal and I played and played and played with it. And then the next day I played and played and played with it. And I was just really, really excited ab- about this. 
um, because I think it was off, it's offering something that um, not a lot of people dip their toe into. And that is that, that side control section where you're adjusting the high pass and low pass and the shelf and you know, all that business. Um, I'm not really sure why, because I found it to be great fun and gave me loads of very usable tones. Um, when I first opened this up, I have to admit, I, I thought, okay, here's a pedal. And this is basically going to sound like, um, a, an out of control radio that is just <laughs> losing its mind or something. Cause I just imagined that these were going to, it's all going to be great, you know, fun, but not very usable because a lot of, a lot of pedals, you know, they're noisemakers, you know, um, this one absolutely provided so many usable tones and to the point where I was like, Oh wait, do I like that one better? Do I like this one better? Wait, I could use that one on this song. What if I push the high pass a little farther? Oh my gosh. What if, if I, and if, and if I did that, if I juice up the, the, you know, the resistor knob on here, it's like, man, it is crazy good. Um, so well done on that. And I highly recommend if you are even remotely interested in this, get one of these things, just get it because it's going to make you happy. <laughs> uh, one of the other ones that I think, I think you're probably more commonly associated with is the lag. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's kind of a new one as well. Um, that one, so that, so that like, I kind of, I, I think for a while I've been known for like really weird delays. Um, but for the most part, it's all kind of been like, um, circuit bit stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would make like a lot of like these big, like, I mean, so you think like this one's big, but I used to make pedals in briefcases and all these ridiculous delays, um, that all kind of had just weird modulation and stuff like that. So I kind of want, like, I, I, I felt like that's what I was known for, for, was for some sort of weird delay. So I wanted to, wanted to come out with something that just behaved a little bit differently. Um, and so I had been playing around with, like, this old um, echo bender circuit for a while. Uh -huh. um, just kind of stripping it down and kind of making it more how I wanted it to be. Um, and then I, I got the idea to have two of them and to do that series and parallel mixer that it has on it. Um, but I wasn't completely smart enough to figure that out myself. Um, so uh, I talked to um, this Chris Carter person who I think his name is DC6FX on Instagram. Okay. Um, but for, for a long time before I started building, I was actually on um, kind of like this building forum called Mad Beans. Just kind of – for, for, for the longest time, I just did like graphic design for those people because like I wanted pedals, but I didn't really know how to make them. Mm -hmm. So I had this ongoing trade where it's like, hey, I'll make you enclosures. You load them with your electronics. You keep one and send them back to me. Um, and so I had kind of gotten to know him on that forum. And he had this kind of little mixer board that was already kind of had that thing going on with it. Um, so I contacted him and kind of said, this is what I want. I have these two delay lines. I want this thing added in. Um, and he was super cool and super easy to work with. And he kind of got that all going for me. Um, and it's neat. It's not very like, it's not like, I don't really like something that has like these very clear defined repeats. Like this is kind of just like 
this like drunken slur of repeats that just follow your plane. Like it's more of like this background yeah. rather than see, Antonio I think you this. use it. I think you use it different than a normal delay. You know, it, it almost feels more like a reverb, even though at the end of the day, it is two delay lines. Right. Well, you know, something that I just noticed on this pedal and one thing that I, I loved about the one that you sent us was you're smart enough to put a wet and dry on here. And that is for, you know, if wet and dry, that's how much signal you are either pushing from the pedal or how much of your guitar signal you're wanting to uh, have precedent. So it's just, it's you know, the blend knob, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I just love those because I find them so useful. Um, the Albi that I just mentioned has one, and that makes all the difference in the world. It opens things up so much to the kind of tone that you can get, and it isn't like you just click on a pedal and it sounds like that pedal. I, I'm not a fan of that for, mo for the most part. I, I, I'm, I don't find that terribly useful. Um, so that's something that I think uh, I, I really appreciate what you're doing. And the pedal that we're look that we're talking about right now is called the LAG, and that stands for Lo-Fi Atmospheric Generator, which also sounds really cool. <laughs> On top of that, it has. Do you? Yeah, let me see if you know the math to your own pedal. How many knobs does it have? Don't six. look! Don't look! <laughs> I know it. Six. Six. It's got eleven. Huh? It's got 11 knobs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. Wait, are you looking at the lag or the super lag? The lag, or maybe it is a super lag. <laughs> so I, I, I built this very small kind of limited run of like eight of them that had this built-in modulation thing uh, okay so it. so i'm looking at the super lag then you probably are the super lag it's yeah yeah so the 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 standard lag is just the delay okay and the standard one has a couple side jacks where basically you can i, I kind of i have this like modulator like plug-in thing mm -hmm. so you can plug that into different delay lines and then that will modulate those delay lines so, but the super lag, I just got some kind of requests to make an all-in-one unit. Um, so I did that for a couple of them. But the whole idea with that plug-in modulator is I'm hoping to start adding these kind of ports for that modulator in a lot of my future right. panels. I'm seeing that so a like lot. The, yeah, yeah. So like the new, like, um, uh, uh, the new version of my ring mod that I'm planning on really sometime soon. Um, we'll have like a modulation port as well. Right. So the idea is this little plug-in thing can control a lot of different ADD pedals on your board. Right. But yeah. And that for for those uh, that plug is it, is a C. What's it, what's that called again? The um, oh the plug-in thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so I called it an animator. Okay. Yeah, and so it's basically there's like a, a, a rotary dial that will do either like a sine-ish wave, a square wave a random wave or a light controlled wave. So wow. like wave your foot or like cell phone in front of it and it will kind of morph delay time like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And a lot of my stuff, super, super low tech. So like that random mode yeah. is just like being resourceful. And I just decided one day, I wonder what happens if I put this candle flicker LED into something. And I was like, wow, that was awesome. <laughs> so like a lot of it is like super, low tech so yeah so like a lot of my things like it if doesn't I, if I look low tech that i mean it looks it looks like 
uh, 70s high tech. <laughs> it does. I will give you that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, the one that we're the one that I'm looking at right now, which it, it's not marked as is as the super lag, but we'll just go with with what you're calling it. You know, I guess you might know your own pedal, whatever. <laughs> so this is a super lag. It's got 11 knobs. It's got one switch and two foot switches and three LEDs. If that's not enough to get you to buy a dang pedal, I don't know what is. <laughs> That's awesome. Very, very, very cool. So how did you, uh, how did you fall into all of this? I mean, you kind of, I should say you kind of mentioned how you fell into this with like, I want some pedals, but I don't know how to make them. But yeah. at some point you started to, how did that work? Yeah. Well, so at some point I kind of started getting frustrated because those, the, the, the little online trades I was doing to get my own stuff sometimes would work well. And then sometimes I would just never get a pedal back and that would continue to happen, but it was still a fun thing. Like, but it kind of got to the point where I was like, maybe I need to start figuring out how to do some of this stuff myself. And so then I kind of dabbled in circuit bending for a while. Um, a lot with those PDS series pedals that I mentioned. Um, and then I kind of had an idea that I wanted to make a ring modulator but a lot of my things are just ideas, and then sometimes I'm smart enough to figure them out, and sometimes I need to recruit people's help. But for that ring mod, I just had this idea that just ended up kind of working. So I wanted to make a ring mod, but I didn't really understand really how to make it. But so what I ended up doing is, is kind of like making this bare bones kind of traditional ring mod circuit that's hardly any components, and then using like this optical theremin to be my kind of like carrier. And then I kind of pulled in some of the stuff I had learned from circuit building to kind of help gate and control this carrier thing. And then I was kind of just couldn't believe that I actually made, <laughs> kind of made something that worked. Um, and then that's kind of when I got involved with Alec in Mask Audio and sent him like these hand-drawn things of, hey, I made this. Can you make this into some sort of PCB for me? And he kind of made sense of all my chicken scratch scribbles and all of that stuff. Um, and then that was like the first one. And it was cool. And it kind of just built this drive after that. Um, and then he's just the nicest guy ever. So he, he, I think he kind of saw that I kind of got excited by that. And he like mailed me like some breadboard kits and stuff and was like, hey, these will help. And yeah, so a lot of it was just like encouragement from, from other people. And then that initial idea that, that worked. You know, I love that everybody's helping each other out like that. And I think that's, it's encouraging to hear because it's one of those things that I think is so easily dismissed as like, I don't know how to do this. Well, who am I supposed to ask? Well, I mean, I know they know how to do it, but they're not going to help me out. Why would they do that? Yeah. And we just, that's a common theme that we hear over and over on this show. Um, I mean, I have to remind myself of that sometimes, frankly, because I I've get myself into a corner where I'm like, I think I, you know, I'm trying to do something and I'm like, well, they're not going to bother with me, blah, blah, blah. So it's good to hear that stuff. <laughs> Most of the time that's true though, Todd, for you. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, I, I have to rely on Tony and Jared for an awful lot because I'm, I'm a scared to ask others. You're a scaredy cat. Yes. Let's see, Dan, moving forward, you've got... How many how many pedals you got in your lineup right now? Uh, 
<laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I kind of have stuff that kind of comes and goes. Let's see. I have like a, well, I have that overloader one you have. Mm-hmm. I have that lag delay. I have this transformation fuzz, um, which is kind of like just one knob with a couple toggles. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have like a ring modulator. So like four pedals that I kind of routinely build mm-hmm. and some other things kind of sprinkled in that can kind of come and go. But like four, four things that I like enough to keep building. Is there something that you're just like that you desperately want to make that have that you haven't yet? Yeah, I'm, I really want to like my goal for next year is some sort of reverb. Okay. So let me interrupt Todd and ask, <laughs> are there are there pedals that you've made that? say you you know that inspire you for your next build so you know how there's for example um a season of a show and then you know another show is spawned off from that show because it was so great like big bang theory and now you have you know when he was a kid show forgot what the show is called but young sheldon um, yeah young sheldon you know are, do you have any experiences like that? Like does, does one build kind of aspire you to do the next? Yeah, I think definitely. I mean, I, I didn't really, I wasn't really necessarily thinking about this reverb until I, that lag came to be. And I, like I said, it has this kind of reverb quality to it, which kind of made me want to kind of dabble more into actually making a reverb. So for sure, for sure. And then, and then, like I said, that, you know, that, that kind of mod that I did to um, my reverberation machine, that kind of swell feature. So I, I feel like I've kind of been like slowly like building, building ideas for what I want this reverb to have. Um, for a while, I, I, I actually did um, a graphic design trade um, for JPTR effects, the um, German builder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he sent me some of his reverb kind of PCBs too, just to like play with this, like get payment for some graphic design. Um, and those also kind of helped build ideas more. Um, on a couple of them, I actually made like a, like a feedback loop that was expression control. So I kind of had like expression control over swells and that was super cool. So I, I've kind of been like sitting on like these bits and bits and pieces where like I, I, I find one thing that I really like about that pedal and I kind of throw it on the back burner for, you know, something to add to this future thing. Oh, so. awesome! Good question, Jared. Hey, thanks. Yeah, no worries. And and you're uh, you're doing all the the screen printing and everything it uh, on your own, right? Yeah, to to the, to the best of my ability. Yeah, it's not you know, it's it's just kind of a cheesy garage rig. Um, everything was chemical etched up until recently, mm-hmm. and the chemical etching has a very cool look, but it's just really not feasible when you start building like runs of 10 of something right. i mean something i can do in screen printing i can screen print 10 pedals in two minutes where me etching 10 pedals takes me 10 hours right so when i would like for the little like one off so for like for, for like that super lag that that 11 knob or you were looking at yeah um all those are chemical latched because my end goal was hey i just want to build six of these so it's not really worth making a screen and all of that stuff Right. For, for that. So, so most of the little one-offs are still chemical etched. Um, but, uh, but yeah, most of the small runs now are, are screen printed in the garage. 
That's that's super cool. That also gives you, you know, as your designer, um, you're, you know, that that gives you the freedom to make those uh, special run stuff. You know, I yeah. and to me, that's the thing. I I really get excited when I see special run things because there aren't eighty thousand of them out there. There's maybe. 10 or one or 20 or who knows what, but it's the thing that, that scratches our collector itch. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks so much for sharing uh, your story, man. I, these are really, really cool things that you're doing. And I love the fact that, uh, you know, it's still, it's still kind of a small batch, you know, Uh, unless you, unless you just put a, bought a tilt up out in, uh, (laughs) <laughs> to, to house your your you know, mega thing going on yeah yeah and i mean it, it's still i mean even though it's screen printed it's normally just patches of like six or ten at a time mm-hmm. um you know whenever it starts to feel like real work i kind of like take a step back <laughs> yeah and you know kind of kind of take a break and then i'll make some like big thing one-off thing for fun or whatever so i mean it, it, I, I still kind of try try to keep it like a fun hobby I wish I could do that with life. That would be great. <laughs> well, cool, man. Continued success to you. And um, where's the best place? Uh, well, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. Jared is banging on my door right now. I can hear him. Bang, bang, bang. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you what time it is. It's time for one of those really fun segments that you wait for the show, you know, during the show for. All show long while learning about our guest. <laughs> okay. The, the wind up master. When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Yeah. Yep. Lean in That's a little bit there, buddy, so we can hear you a little bit better. My ADD's kicking in. Um, It's time for Would You Rather. This week's Would You Rather is brought to us by our patron Santiago Bandoni. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I think so. We just featured him on uh, on Instagram. I just I was like, wow, check uh, this out. That's right. Got a thousand right. views on that thing. Just like blammo. Awesome so this, stuff. This is not a long drawn out story, so nobody's gonna be walking down the street. <laughs> However, that stinks. <laughs> yeah, but you're on stage, right? Okay. So, so you're, you're walking on out on stage. That's correct. And would you rather lose the fourth string of your guitar for a complete song? And you really need the fourth string for that song. Uh-huh. Or would you rather lose the effect? So you're going to lose the pedal that makes the effect for that song and it really matters. So it really is going to affect the sound of the song. So lose the string or lose the, the effect for the song. Which one is the fourth string? Is that the G? (laughs) Uh, Well, it's, it's either the G or the D. Yeah. It's, it's the string that you really need to play the song. It it does. Now, uh, scientifically that would be, Probably the D. Well, scientifically, that would be the D. Yes, but uh, you know that's not even that's not even something that I figured out until like several years ago. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> it's backwards. So uh, E uh, high E is number one, and then you go up B number two, G number three, number four D. 
or five A, right? Okay. I'm still I'm still trying to figure out why they call them front pickups and back pickups. Yeah, that I makes no that. sense to me. I use Necker Bridge. That's it. Yeah, uh, Necker <laughs> Bridge. I, I know what you're talking about with the back pickup. But anyways, um, so okay, let, let's just let's call it. Let's. It's going to be the D string. All right, because. No, I think anybody it would be better. fine to throw out the G. Yeah, you're playing this is the end by the doors. You nah. really need that string. <laughs> okay. Or, du- or, or, or anything, the wind. really. Dust in the wind. Right. By. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're going to, you got to lose that string. You're going to lose, lose your D string better. for the whole set. Yeah. Or this one specific effect pedal that makes your song come alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Oof. The suck pedal. Now, when we were talking about this earlier, uh, Jared said, "Oh, that's easy." I said, "Not if you're David Gilmore." Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine hearing the comfortably numb, like you know, big giant arena, and then he goes to completely dry, <laughs> like a boink, I don't know. Like a twangy boink of a guitar. Yeah, <laughs> twangy boinks. <laughs> Yeah, he's got. Um, yeah, it's my favorite band. Yeah. He's got delays. It's our new he's got YouTube stereo, channel. <laughs> delay stereo overdrive. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Tony Baloney. Well, just just briefly thinking about it, I think I'd rather lose the string, and then just move up. You know, you have two options. You could move up five frets and play it on the string below it. And essentially get the same type of thing going, but if you need that specific effect to get the the emotion and the thought and the love from the song and the solo, then you need the pedal. Yeah, so, I guess so. I'm going with the pedal. Wow, Tony, keeping no. the pedal. That's well, shocking. I'm, I'm keeping the pedal because all you got to do is move five frets. Come on, dude. Hey. Easier said than done for some, like me. Jared, how about yourself? Lose the string. We'll give it some thought. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nah, you're right. Um, no, on second thought, you're right. Lose the stupid pedal. Nah. Oh, okay. Because I, if I was it's just an kidding. Overdrive, I'll, I'll just wow. If it's an overdrive. I'll just turn it up on the amp. You know. I think he. I think you hurt his feelings, Todd. That's true. Well, it's the it's the pedal that makes the this one thing like the thing. The thing. Yeah, it'd be like uh, taking away, you know, Kurt Hammett's wah pedal or something. I like will that. be creative and keep the string. Sounds good, uh, yep. Dan. How about yourself? I'm not sure I'm a good enough guitar player to lose the string and then think that fast. That means he's good, everybody. No, 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 no. <laughs> that, means, that means I'm not good. Like, if that, that string were to come off, I don't think I could adapt to that quick enough. So I think I want to keep the string and I would lose the pedal. There you wow. go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm quick enough on my feet to. Like, I think I would just be lost if that happened. Um, I'm with you on that. And that has happened to me live and immediately my you know my hand was just like hey uh, hey guys can we just stop for a second and the other one's going dude don't stop and left right hand saying dude don't stop and left and left hand's going like hey can you just chill out for a second i don't have a string to put my finger on and i really need to get this sorted out that's what's happening live so that 
I that is that terrifies me. I hate that. I don't want to deal with it because I I won't be able to to mentally like recover in the moment. I'm not uh, as good as Tony. So I'm with you. I'm going to keep all my strings and have to sacrifice the pedal. Mm. So consider that everybody. What would you do? Am I on on an Island by myself again? (laughs) You are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tony Island. Nobody Uh, likes me. Yeah. Anyways, uh, all right. So that was a super lot of fun. Thanks, um, Santiago, for sending that out and for playing your awesome rock and roll music. My goodness. Everybody needs to go check that out. That's on our Instagram. You'll see it. You can't miss it. Um, doing some amazing music down in uh, in Uruguay. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. In, in Montevideo. It's very fun to say. Montevideo, Uruguay. Anyways. Okay, we need to thank some people, Tony. Some very important oh, people. Oh, you know we think we definitely need to thank some people. Do it, do it. At this point of the show, we like to thank a special group of people. We call them our executive producers. That's right. Now you might be asking yourself, what is an executive producer, and more importantly, how do I become one? I don't yeah. want to be left out in the cold or on Tony Island. <laughs> I want to be an executive producer. That's right. <laughs> Here's what you do. Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. You'll find a couple of different levels in which you can participate and be a patron of this very podcast. Hey, it helps pay the bills. Let's it face it. It literally helps keep everything it connected keeps us, to the internet it keeps and everything. Us, keeps us going. So go there. Check it out. You get some great prizes, things like barefoot buttons and stickers and picks and they're rewards. They're prizes. Damn they're it. Rewards. Well, okay. If you want to rewarding call- them for their and it's not they don't get a chance to win. They get it. Okay. Right. It's a reward. I guess I stand corrected. Mm-hmm. There right. are many rewards to be had. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, but anyhow, check it out. The nicest and sweetest and most loved level is the executive producer level. And that includes all that great stuff. Too numerous to mention. All those rewards. Mm-hmm. But you get one more thing. And Jared, what is, what, what is that? You get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. That's right. That's what I'm going to do right now. So thank you, thank you, thank you to Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, John Daly, Chris Carney, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop, John Anglin, Tyler Bray, Brad Partridge, Chris Heidel, John Esteley, Doug Gann, Justin Jones, Brett Alexander, James White, Matt Hart, Liam Martin, James Pennington, Richard Kendall, Tyg Harmon, John Williams, Michael DeLucio, John Jackson, Jason Rausch, and David Randall. Hey. Hey. All right. Thanks a lot, Tony. Yeah. Oh, but wait, Todd. Uh, what? There's there's more. Ah, uh, yes. More. The uh, the gentleman living and uh, on the in the penthouse suite of the executive uh, exactly building. Press press P on the elevator button. These are our grand poobas. They're executive. They're executive producers plus. 
So Grand Pooba. They're the Grand Poobas for crying out loud. They get to wear a special fez while listening to the podcast. Among many, many other and many other benefits. Things. Yes. And rewards. Mm-hmm. So a very, very special thank you to these Grand Poobas. Mr. Tim Nowak, Steve Keys, Adam Johnson, Mark Garten, Tommy Manasco, Sean S. Cody Foster, Cody Lane, David Kaminga, Corey Nigro, and Jonathan Jerusik. Thank you, thank you, thank you, one and all. Yes, sir. We really appreciate you guys so very much. Thank you to everyone at all levels. All right, Dan, where on earth can people figure out how to get these awesome pedals that you are making? Uh, the best place right now is just my Instagram account. And if you see something you like, you can message me and then we can talk. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. And uh, Tony Balonsky. Go over to pickguardian.com. It's the best place. You can see some of the stuff that I have available for sale there. Most of what I do is custom work, so best to just get a hold of me, shoot me an email, let me know what you're thinking, what you need, what pickups you're using, and I will take care of it and give you something that you're going to love. Guaranteed. Jared? Well, if, you, if you're looking for pickups, go to brandonmarlinpickups.com. What kind of pickups? You know. Pickups, old humbuckers, <laughs> new, new, new pickups that look old, and old pickups that look new. What no. if I have a new guitar that looks old? Then you want new pickups that look old to match the old-looking new guitar. <laughs> wow! So uh, anyway, I do rewinds as well. I do um, noiseless jazz masters. I do uh, all sorts of cool stuff, and and um, I do T-top pickups, which nobody else does. Nobody else has the T on the bobbin. Only I do. So uh, look me up. Also catch Rewind Time with Brandon Wong pickups on YouTube. That's kind of getting a little traction now. So right nice. they're nice little short episodes of me repairing pickups. Check yeah. it out. It's fun. Awesome. Uh, you can shoot me an email, Todd, at theguitarnobs.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at Guitar Knobs. We'd love to hear what you're up to. Love to hear your opinion on the show, things you like, things you don't like. And, um, you know, uh, we always welcome Would You Rathers. They are so much fun for us to do. And uh, I know that you out there listening, you've got one under that you've been keeping under your cap that you want to send in. So do me a sure. favor and send it. Um, we also need to say check us out on YouTube. We're out there. It's all audio, but you can, you know, fix your guitar, do your homework, do clean the basement, clean, you know, whatever, make dinner and you can listen to us and it's fine. And you know, it's great. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. We need to say a ginormous thank you to Dan Minner of audio disruption devices for joining us tonight. Thanks. Yay. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. You are more than welcome. Uh, our door is always open to you, and we're excited for the new things that you're going to be building in the future. Um, everybody, make sure you go check out these pedals. Get yourself one. It'll do you good. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting our show and for telling your friends and stuff. That's even that's great. We love that. Have a fantastic guitar week and subscribe! <laughs> 
Wow, that was kind of gross. <laughs> I got to check my meat. What? <laughs> well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash theguitarknobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitarknobs. Catch you next time.